Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans. This is episode number seven of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I am your host, John Chick. The Rangers are back in action again tonight, coming off a tough loss to the Boston Bruins, but tonight they take on the Tampa Bay Lightning at Madison Square Garden. The puck drops at 7.30. We're going to preview that game just a little bit here, but first I want to talk about a couple of moves that the Rangers made. Rangers calling up left winger Philip Heedle and defenseman Ryan Lindgren from the AHL's Hartford Wolfpack to join the team. No word yet on if they're going to be in the lap tonight, but I imagine they would be. They're both young players, both highly thought of within the organization, and the Rangers aren't likely to call them up just to be healthy scratches. The Hartford Wolfpack itself off to an outstanding start to the season. They've now won eight games. They just have one loss in a shootout. So just an excellent start there from the Rangers minor league team. That is the best record in the AHL. And the funny thing is, when I sat down yesterday to sort of map out this episode, kind of just make the bullet points of what I wanted to talk about, I was going to, I swear this is true, I was going to make the case for why the Rangers should call up Philip Heedle from the AHL. They have indeed done just that as Heedle joins the team along with Ryan Lindgren. And Heedle should be familiar to Rangers fans. He skated with the team actually for most of last season, 75 games played. He was only 19 years old last year, kind of an uneven season. He got off to a slow start. He had no goals and just three assists through his first 17 games with the Rangers last year, but then he suddenly caught fire. You know, he scored a goal in five consecutive games, and it's kind of the type of season you might expect from a 19-year-old rookie, kind of uneven. He had his moments here and there, but he cooled significantly after the five-goal scoring streak, and he finished the campaign with just 11 goals and 12 assists. Now, that might not sound like much, but Heedle, he, he played last season and a little bit the season before that. He has 84 career NHL games. He has played the second most games as a teenager with the Rangers in franchise history. And among NHL players who were either 18 years old or 19 years old last season, Heedle tied for fourth in the league in goals with 11, ranked fifth in games played with 75, and ranked seventh in points with 23. So, not too bad. I mean, you know, again, you got to remember, he's a teenager last year. Had a pretty, he had a decent season. There's something to build on there. The Rangers are very high on him, and it'll be interesting to see where he skates in the lineup. The Rangers drafted Heedle in the first round of the 2017 NHL draft with the number 21 overall pick. As far as where he'll play, the Rangers seem likely to put him at center. It's possible he could even be, you know, maybe on the second line. It might depend on Mika Zibanejad's availability. We're going to see if he's going to play tonight. We're going to get into that in a little bit as well. But with Heedle, you're getting somebody into the lineup who has some NHL experience. Even at the young age of 20, you know, he's skated in 75 games last season, as we said, and even played a little bit the season before that. So far this season in Hartford, Heedle had racked up three goals and six assists through the Wolfpack's first nine games. And it's just time to make a little bit of a move here. You know, the Rangers need a little bit of a jolt. Zibanejad and Foss, both question marks heading into Tuesday's game. They could both play. They could both sit. We'll see what's going to happen there. But the Rangers need some more scoring threats. They're thin at center. And you add that all up together, and it's a good time to bring Heedle into the mix. Hopefully he can take off the way the Rangers really would like to see him take off. Because the talent is there, and ideally, I would say, in a perfect world for the Rangers, this would be the last time they call him up, right? He Maybe he just takes off, he sticks with the NHL team for good, he never has to go back to the minors, and he becomes a fixture in this Rangers rebuild and really becomes part of the solution this season and gives Rangers fans something to be excited about going forward. 
And also in a perfect world, the Rangers would be about 7-2 and two right now, and we wouldn't even really be having to worry about calling people up and, and needing to create a spark from somebody in the minor leagues. But, hey, it's an imperfect world. Call up Heedle, stick him out there on the second line or so, and just see if he can give this team a little bit of a spark that it needs here. Also getting the call from Hartford is 21-year-old defense in Ryan Lindgren. He was caught up by the Blue Shirts as well. He has one goal and one assist in nine games with the Hartford Wolfpack. He actually made his NHL debut last season with the Rangers. He skated in five games, did not register a point. But with Lindgren, it's not really about points. It's about defense, and it's about physicality. He's up to provide the Rangers a boost in both of those areas. The timing of this call-up, probably not a coincidence. Rangers were basically run out of the garden by the Bruins on Sunday, specifically the Bruins' top line. Those guys pretty much just went out there and did whatever they wanted, and obviously you call up somebody like Lindgren. The hope is that he's here and he can stabilize the defense just a little bit, throw his weight a little around, make things difficult for skilled players on other teams, and just become a fixture on the blue line for the Rangers. And just for some context here, Lindgren was a second-round pick by the Boston Bruins back in 2016. He went number 49 overall, and the Rangers acquired him in 2018 when they shipped Rick Nash to Boston. I have really no issue saying that the Rangers clearly won that trade because the Rangers, let's face it, they were going nowhere that season. Rick Nash did okay for the Bruins that year. Three goals and three assists in his 11 regular season games with the team, and then in the 12 playoff games, three goals and two assists. So decent, but, you know, really, it was just a rental for the Bruins. They gave up quite a bit just to have Rick Nash for 11 regular season games and 12 playoff contests. And just to recap that entire trade for anyone who may need a refresher, the Rangers sent Nash and a seventh-round 2019 draft pick to the Bruins in exchange the Rangers receive Lindgren, a first-round pick in the 2018 NHL draft, Ryan Spooner and Matt Bolesky. Ryan Spooner, of course, now on the Vancouver Canucks. Matt Bolesky still on the Hartford Wolfpack. He's off to a decent start with them. He's got two goals and three assists through his first nine games there. He's somebody the Rangers might be looking to call up a little bit later in the season, depending on player performance and injuries and what have you. But, you know, I'd have to say Rangers won that trade because they're still upside with the two guys that they have. They still got Bolesky and obviously Lindgren going to be called up, probably going to be skating tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. So just to provide a few injury updates before we try to figure out how Lindgren and Hedl are going to fit into the lineup tonight, Mika Zibanejad did not practice with the Rangers yesterday. Neither did Henrik Lundqvist. Both considered day-to-day, both nursing upper body injuries. Zibanejad, of course, had to leave the game against the Bruins. Neither injury is thought to be overly serious, although it has been announced by Coach David Quinn that Lundqvist will sit tonight. Alexander Georgiev will be between the pipes. Lundqvist will. He'll be active, but he'll be the backup goalie. And really, I mean, that's probably the best course of action. We've talked about it on this podcast, but there is a need to kind of have routine maintenance days for Henrik Lundqvist. He is 37 years old now, and you do need to see what you have in Alexander Georgiev. And, you know, considering that Lundqvist is coming off of a minor injury, this is a good night for Georgiev to play, and that's exactly what will happen. We'll see how that goes tonight. Georgiev gets a big test against a Tampa Bay Lightning team that really hasn't hit its stride yet, but certainly you know they're capable of scoring goals. I mean, we've all seen them in action. We all know what they're capable of. So a big test for Georgiev tonight against the Lightning. There's no word yet on whether Mika Zibanejad will play tonight, but, you know, we just did call up Philip Heedle. If Zibanejad is inactive, then, you know, as far as figuring out who Heedle's going to replace in the lineup, the problem kind of solves itself for one night only. Heedle would 
presumably just step in and take Zabanajad's spot. But ideally, Zabanajad is healthy enough to play tonight. He's out there. Heedle's out there. And we have to figure out who on the Rangers is going to be a healthy scratch because you do have to make room for, for Heedle somehow. Leas Anderson has been centering the fourth line for the Rangers. And, you know, he could be a candidate to be scratched. But I don't think you want to do that because, you know, the Rangers took him in 2017 with the seventh overall pick in the draft. He's 21 years old. He's a guy you're trying to get going. You don't want to stunt his growth by having him watch from the press box. So probably, I mean, if if Jesper Foss is still out of the lineup, and again, that could go either way as well, then maybe Michael Haley gets scratched, and that's how you make room for Heedle. But I don't know. If, if Heedle's in there, I think you want to try to get him. You don't want him to be on the fourth line, right? And I think that's something, a, a mistake that the Rangers might be making with Leas Anderson. And I realize that, you know, as a young player in the league, you have to kind of make your own case and kind of climb the ranks and kind of work your way off of the fourth line up toward the top two lines. And, and try to be on lines with guys who are big-time scoring threats. But I, I don't know. I think with Heedle in there, if you're going to go out of the way to call him up from Hartford, then you probably want him to go in and produce. And the best way to get him to produce is to put him alongside guys with you know some scoring predigrees. Your Criders, your Panarins, your Buchnevichs, your Kakos. So we'll see how they want to go about that. Jesper Foss tentatively expected to play tonight, according to Coach Quinn. He missed the game against the Bruins due to personal reasons. And Foss is a guy who's really moved up and down all over the lineup all season. Really a valuable player for the Rangers. Brings that grit every night. And he's a guy that they really want to get back on the ice for this game against Tampa Bay. And so if I'm projecting the lineup tonight as far as the forwards are concerned, this is what I'm thinking. And again, this is I have no insider information here. I'm just reading the stuff that you guys are reading. I'm getting the updates that you guys are getting. But just kind of a gut feel. I get the feeling they might err on the side of caution with Zabanajad. Obviously, he missed the last two periods against the Bruins after taking a nasty hit. I think you just want to be cautious at this point in the season. There's no reason to, to throw him back out there and risk him getting hurt worse, you know, or, or, or hurting something else. So I'm going to say Zibanejad out of the lineup tonight. And again, just an educated guess. That's all this is. I'm not a doctor. But I think that kind of would coincide with, you know, the timing of calling Philip Hedl up. The fact that they called Hedl up yesterday... I get the feeling that it wasn't a coincidence that yesterday was the day that Hedl got the call and that the Rangers are, if not expecting to be without Zibanejad, they're certainly at least preparing for the possibility of being without Zibanejad, and Hedl will kind of take his spot in the lineup. Hedl likely to see time at center. As we said, he can play wing as well, but with Zibanejad going down, the Rangers, they're thin at center to begin with, and Hedl is probably a lock to play center tonight. I think Jesper Faust also rejoins the lineup today. And again, this is nothing more than an educated guess going by the things that I'm reading. Coach Quinn has stated that he expects Faust to be back in the lineup. All we know on Sunday is that Faust missed the game due to personal reasons. Obviously, we hope everything is, is okay there and that he's okay. But yeah, I think all signs are pointing to him being back in the lineup. Coach Quinn has said as much. And we don't, again, it was kind of a vague report on Sunday and it's fine to leave it that way. You know, that's cool. But definitely excited to get Faust back in there get him mixing it up with, you know, some of Tampa Bay's skill players and, and just, you know, bring in, bring in the fight as he does every night. So moving on to Ryan Lindgren and how he would potentially fit into the lineup tonight, you know, as is the case with Heedle, I don't think that they called up Lindgren with the idea that he's going to be watching from the press box, so that means one of the Ranger defensemen is going to likely sit tonight. You know, assuming the logistics are all in order, this transaction was made yesterday, hopefully you know, Lindgren and Heedle have both found their way to the Garden, and, and they're ready to go tonight against the Lightning. But you look at the Ranger defensemen, 
Brendan Smith, technically a defenseman, although he's been playing on the wing. I, I think he's safe. I think he skates tonight. But then you look at the the six guys who've been playing defense for the Rangers pretty much all season here. You got Brady Shea and Anthony D'Angelo. They're both safe. D'Angelo is off to a hot start. Brady Shea's really become you know one of one of the fixtures on the blue line for the Rangers. Really doubt they would they would scratch him. You've got Jacob Truba. He's going to play. Liber Hayek. Hayek could be the odd man out because I don't think you know Mark Stahl, respected defenseman in this league, one of the elder statesmen on the Rangers. They're not going to sit him. And Adam Fox. You know he sees time on the power play. He's a little bit of an offensive-minded defenseman. They have big plans for him as well. So. Process of elimination, I think if Lindgren is in the building tonight and he's ready to go against Tampa Bay, then it's probably Liber Hayek who who would sit. And again, it's not anything that Hayek has done terribly wrong. It's just a case of being the odd man out. And again, you call up a guy like Ryan Lindgren, a guy who was taken in the second round of the draft a couple of years ago by the Bruins, who the Rangers bring in here via trade, and now they're finally giving him the call up to the NHL. He played five games last year with, with the Rangers in the NHL, but this is his first taste of NHL action this season. And again, I don't think you call him up to the Rangers just to have him sit around and watch from the press box. Maybe for one night. It's possible for just tonight. You know, he, he would he would just sit and observe the action from the press box. But again, I don't think you make a move like that unless you're planning on putting him on the ice, seeing what he can do, giving him some run. And, and just seeing if you can solidify that blue line. Because, again, the Rangers just had no answers for the Bruins in this last game. I think they want to kind of inject a little bit of little bit of grit, a little bit of toughness, a little bit of physicality to the defensemen. And that's what Lindgren gives you. And for those reasons, I expect him to be in the lineup tonight. Again, just, just an educated guess, but I think Liber Hayek, just by process of elimination, he might be the odd man out. We'll see how the Rangers opt to play it tonight. Very curious to see how they handle that. And who Lindgren skates with on the blue line. All right, so now we're going to just kind of dive in a little deeper to this game against Tampa Bay tonight. You know, we've kind of been talking about this game a little bit, you know, throughout the podcast here today. But to hone in on it a little more and dive into it a little deeper, Tampa Bay coming in at 5-3-2, Rangers sitting at 3-5-1. The Lightning, obviously not off to that same torrid start that they got off to last season. Last year, obviously, you know, we all know what happened with Tampa. They dominate through the entire regular season, had arguably the greatest regular season in NHL history, really, and then just a complete disaster in the playoffs. They get swept out in four games by the Columbus Blue Jacks, the Artemi Panarin-led Columbus Blue Jackets. You know, obviously, Tampa Bay not off to the same hot start this year that they were off to last year, but they're still dangerous, right? We all used to kind of know the Lightning as Rangers South because they had so many former Rangers on the team, and that's still kind of the case. Maybe not quite as many as in years past, but, you know, Ryan McDonough is still there, and Kevin Shattenkirk, after being bought out by the Rangers, he's now on the Lightning, and he's played better in these first 10 games or so than he ever did with the Rangers. He has four goals and three assists to start his Lightning career. Shattenkirk, you know, it just never worked out with the Rangers. It's hard to put your finger on exactly why. Injuries had something to do with it, but he spent two years with the Rangers after coming over as a big free agent signing, and it just, man, it nothing. It just never came together. If you want to just, if you want to go by the numbers, you can go by the eye test or you can go by the numbers. In 2017-18, just five goals and 18 assists in 46 game with the Rangers, and then in 2018-19, he skates in 73 games, but only lights the lamp twice and just 26 assists. Not what the Rangers signed up for, not what they thought they were getting when they, you know, brought him in in free agency. It just didn't click. And now he's off to a hot start with his new team. And you just hope that if nothing else, the Rangers can at least keep him off the score sheet tonight, kind of make him a non-factor. 
you don't want to get burned by somebody who, when he was on the Rangers, did absolutely basically nothing to help your team. You don't want him to go off for, you know, two or three points tonight and, and, you know, do his thing on the power play the way he's capable of, but never seen capable of when he was on the Rangers. So let's just hope that, if nothing else, you know, Shattenkirk does not get on the score sheet tonight. And, you know, really no surprises from the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, we kind of know who all their stars are. We know that they're capable of scoring goals. Again, they're not off to the same, you know, white-hot start this year that they were last year. But, you know, the core of this team still largely intact. You got your Stamkoses. You got your Tyler Johnsons. You got your Nikita Kucherovs. You got your Alex Kalorns. You know, they these guys can score up and down the lineup. They have not produced goals at maybe the rate that you would expect them to this season. Although, you know, 34, that that's how good the Lightning were last season, right? Because they they have 34 goals in 10 games this year, and that almost doesn't seem like that much. But that's pretty good. You know, the, the Lightning still scoring some goals this year. As we said, they're 5-3-2. and two. They have scored 34 goals in those 10 games. They have allowed just 32 goals. And it's been all the usual suspects for Tampa Bay, all the guys you would expect. Through 10 games, Steven Stamkos already with five goals and six assists. Nikita Kucherov with three goals and seven assists. Victor Hedman chipping in from the blue line, two goals and seven assists. And the aforementioned Shattenkirk with four goals and three assists. And, you know, just no shortage of firepower on this team. So that leads me to the biggest key of this game for the Rangers. It's one you've heard me talk about before. I'm going to stay on this until I see the Rangers kind of corrected a little bit. Say it with me now. Tonight, the Rangers, what must they do? Stay out of the penalty box. Again, they didn't take a lot of penalties against Boston. In fact, Boston only had the two power plays, but they took a penalty early in that game, and it's just really hard to you know establish what you want to do when you're constantly playing a man down to start the game. It's not the way to come out of the gate strong, and if you... Take penalties against the Tampa Bay Lightning. There's a very good chance they're going to make you pay for it. This team is just way too talented. They have way too many scoring threats. Tampa Bay, 10th in the league right now in power play. They have converted on 24.1% of their man advantages. And the Rangers on the penalty kill, just for some reference, 17th in the league, so kind of middle of the pack. They have killed off 80.5% of opposing teams' power plays. But again, it's just not a recipe for success when you're starting games and you're immediately taking penalties. Even if you shut it down, you know, throughout the game and, and you limit the rest the, the penalties that you take the rest of the way, you've not given yourself a good chance to start the game hot. As we said, the Rangers have already announced that Alexander Georgiev will spell Henrik Lundqvist tonight. He will be between the pipes when the puck drops. As for the Lightning, we're either going to get Andre Vasilevsky or Curtis McElhenney. The Lightning are on the first night of a back-to-back. They are in the Garden tonight. They go to New Jersey to play the Devils tomorrow night. So it's safe to say that each goalie will probably get one game or the other. And I'd say the smart money is probably on Vasilevsky to play against the Rangers. Just because he is the starting goalie, he's one of the better goalies in this league. Not off to a, a spectacular start this season. But Curtis McElhenney played in their most recent game on October 26th. And... Vasilevsky, you would think, would be the next. I don't think he's going to sit for two straight games. I don't see what the point of that would be. So you would imagine that Vasilevsky will be in the net tonight. Unfortunately, we're going to get, you know, the perennial all-star goalie, and New Jersey's going to get the backup goalie. But those are the breaks sometimes. You know, if you want to win tonight, you're going to have to beat a good goalie. That's just all there is to it. We'll look forward to seeing how the Rangers do against the Lightning tonight. Really looking forward to seeing how Philip Hedl and Ryan Lindgren fit into this lineup. Hopefully they're both active tonight because I just want to see them in action and, and see what they can do. And, and hopefully, you know, we'll come back tomorrow and we'll have another two points to talk about. 
And hopefully you know Zabanajad and Foster back in the lineup as well. We'll we'll keep an eye on that throughout the day. If you guys want to reach out, send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Or you can send a tweet at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, that is at LO underscore NY Rangers. Talk to you guys soon. Have a good one. See you next time.